0: You are listening to KZYX 90.7 FM Philo, KZYZ 91.5 FM Willits and Ukiah, 88.1 FM Fort Bragg. Altogether, we make up Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, member-supported community radio. We also stream live on the web at KZYX.org. Support for KZYX comes from our members and Anderson Valley Brewing Company, Celebrating their 35th year producing award-winning craft beers, this winter Anderson Valley Brewing Company and Beer Park continues local live music on Friday nights. AVBC is a family-friendly, dog-friendly tap room and beer park. For details and their music calendar, avbc.com hi and welcome to be more now my name is blake moore and tonight i'm speaking with members of the mendocino county poet laureate selection committee michael rydell kirk lumpkin and larry felson we'll be talking about the important role poetry plays in mendocino county the budding poet laureate program as well as poetic insights and a few poems But first, here's 1A Prelude, Open Peace, a collaboration between composer Ernie Mansfeld and myself performed by the Oakland East Bay Symphony as part of their words and music project. My guests, Michael Rydell, Kirk Lumpkin, Larry Felson, along with Devro Baker and myself, are founding members of the Mendocino County Poet Laureate Program. Nominations are being accepted now and until February 29th for the first Poet Laureate of Mendocino County. Nominees will be asked to submit applications in March and interviewed in April. The laureate selected will be honored at a Mendocino County Board of Supervisors meeting in May. Anyone can make a nomination and poets can nominate themselves. For more information, go to mendocinopoetlaureate.mymcn.org. Again, that's mendocinopoetlaureate.mymcn.org. And before I bring my guests up, I want to give you a little bit of background. Michael Rydell served as the seventh poet laureate. Of ukiah where he teaches english and hosts a monthly reading series writers read he's the author of three books of poetry and has been published most recently in canary right hand review stillwater review blue unicorn and in molly fisk's california fire and water a climate crisis anthology kirk lumpkin is a poet spoken word and performance artist lyricist and environmentalist he is the author of two books of poetry in Deep and cohering and two poetry and music CDs, The Word Music Continuum and Sound Poems. Larry Felson moved to Fort Bragg six years ago, having previously lived in Oakland, Berkeley, and San Francisco, where he was a high school teacher and a social justice activist. His most recent poetry collection is Down Out of Order, published in 2022. And here's a conversation I just had with them. So I'm talking with the Mendocino Poet Laureate Committee, Larry Felsen, Kirk Lumpkin, and Michael Rydell. And I also want to say that Devro Baker is part of the committee and also Disclosure. I, too, am part of this committee. And we just wanted to get together so we could share with everybody in Mendocino County this amazing opportunity that's coming up. And perhaps I can start with the first question, which is, how did the idea of a countywide Poet Laureate come up in the first place?
1: Yeah, uh, Michael Rydell here. Um, I am in Ukiah, and we have, I think, for somewhere around 22 years had a Poet Laureate of Ukiah, and it's been successful. We've had a lot of good people uh, who came through at a two-year stint each, and then I uh, was proud to be a Poet Laureate here in Ukiah from 2016 to 2018, and the whole time that You know, that has been happening. I've been, you know, going to these readings around the county and recognizing that there are a lot of really good people around here and that we had something in Ukiah that we really could have in the broader sphere of Mendocino County. And uh, so slowly this last year, I've really kind of pulled it together to start asking around for some help to uh, get this started. And I'm real happy to have Larry and Kirk and Devro and you, Blake, and we're uh, we're making this happen. So it's a good thing, and probably Absolutely. long long overdue. But but you know, it's good right. that it's here. Does
0: anybody else have anything they want to add?
2: I, I mean, I think you know, poet laureates in general. We hope to raise the profile of poetry, raise consciousness in whatever community they are in of the poetry alive in their communities and of the people doing it and of the fact that it is both a written art and an oral art. And that I think, at least for me, to, that that it being experienced fully is you get see both sides of those. And anyway, I think Paul Laureates hopefully open more people to it.
0: Right. So,
3: what is a poet laureate, <laughs> <laughs> Larry? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, really, uh, you know, I'm sort of new to uh, th- things like, uh, you know, being involved with uh, poet laureates. I mean, I know, coming from the Bay Area, I know there's some been very fine both post- post, uh, poets laureates. Uh, Rafael Gonzalez, for instance, has played a very good role in in uh, the community. <laughs> people know who he is, and for instance, and. Uh, you know, I mean, as far as getting out to, to the youth and uh, getting involved, you know, because now when we, we, we mean poetry these days, we also mean spoken word, we mean rap, you know, and, and, and stuff in between, you know, and I think that that's, uh, you know, uh, I can see the role of a, of a poet laureate really bringing different communities together. Uh, you know, in the art community, but also in the schools and whatnot. And uh, I mean, I've had—I'm sure people here have also worked as a po- you know, a poet in the schools, and I've—I've I've did that for several years and such. And uh, so I see it as kind of an extension of that. You know, where you where you're, you're, you know, relating to different groups that ordinarily don't necessarily, you know, get don't, uh, you know, get in, don't see poetry or spoken word or rap and whatnot. But I think we're living in a time when that. You know these things are, uh, are 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 particularly amongst the youth. You know there is some movement there.
0: Anybody else?
1: Yeah, the to be a poet laureate is kind of a funny thing because you you know you sort of you get the blessings and you know you go to your city council and you know they they say you're the one now and for two years you're the poet laureate and you kind of look around and you say well what am I supposed to do now? And so you know for me when I was the poet laureate of Ukiah I was. I was kind of looking at my city in a different way, my community in a different way. I um, I was already pretty involved in the poetry community, but I ended up being the um, the host of our poetry reading that we have around here. And I, I think I just had a little bit more of a community sensibility in, in my writing. And as I was reading in public, I was trying to have a little bit more of that uh, broad kind of vision of starting to speak a little bit, not just... For myself, but for the community a little bit. And that was kind of an interesting thing. And then um, here in Ukiah, we, you know, various laureates kind of did various things with their time. And what I ended up doing was uh, putting together a book of, at the time, I was the seventh laureate. And so, I put together an anthology of all seven of us that had gone so far from Armand Brint was the first one all the way through Teresa Whitehill and others. And uh that ended up being kind of the culmination of really what I did with my time. And uh, and so that was a nice thing, you know. I I met a neighbor one time um in a new place where I had moved, and he, you know, I told him something about, I think the conversation went from song, you know, playing guitar and songwriting. And then that, well, really I'm into poetry. And then he said, Oh my God, there's this great book. And then he started to tell me about the anthology that I had put together. And so (laughs) it was at that point where I was like, I think, I think, I, I think I did all right. So yeah.
0: Kirk, did you have something you were about to add? Yeah. Well,
1: my woohoo, you know, I mean, (laughs) what, what a
2: great experience. That's, that's like, Kind of pulling it all together. I Larry brought up uh, um, Rafael Jesus Gonzalez, who uh, was the uh, first uh, Berkeley poet laureate. Um, I knew him in my days in the Bay Area. Also knew several San Francisco poet laureates, Al Young, who was poet laureate of California. Um, but yeah. I've I worked have worked been involved um, more than twenty years in a project that. Robert Haas started when he was Poet Laureate of the United States. And that's an event called the Watershed Environmental Poetry Festival. And he also started a, a kids, uh, basically nature poem um, contest. And those things have carried on. Uh, and so, you know, you uh, Poet Laureates can have impact and and involve people in new ways if, you know, um, we hope for the, to have poet laureates in Mendocino County that will be able to exercise their creativity as much in the poet laureate role as they have in their writing.
0: Right, and then as a way to unite the county, because that's one of the things I think about. We're so spread out, and you know, here I am, and you know, Wallala, Point Arena, and Kirk, you're in Willits. We're like, whoo, you know, we're <laughs> really far away, and you and Michael are closer, and Larry and I are closer because Larry's in. I believe you're Fort Bragg, right, Larry? Yes. Yes, and so you know, Larry runs a reading series. I run a reading series. Michael, you've run a you know been part of the running of a reading series. And Kirk, you've run reading series. you partly ran the Environmental Watershed Poetry Festival for a long, long time. And I well, know.
2: Him. Yeah, I, I don't do so much. That's well. Anyway, I have a role there.
0: Well, you've had a strong poetic role that I know of in the Bay Area, just because our connection goes back to poetry in the Bay area. So, you know, having you in the county is really important. And I will speak as the poet laureate of Point Arena, and I I do find that role it's it's an honor for sure. When you hang around with people that aren't poets, when you say, "Hey, I'd like to read a poem," and people go, "Oh, great," and maybe they walk away, or you know, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. And so when you get to go and read a poem for City Council or Read a poem at the start of a parade or be part of various civic events. And for me, that's something that's been really wonderful to be supporting poetry. I think our county has such a long history and so many amazing poets, yeah, women poets of yeah. Mendocino County. And I was brand new. I just moved here it was 97. I, I submitted and was selected. And that meant so much to me because I realized when I got the anthology, what incredible poets were here. I had no idea. You yeah. know, I just moved here. And I think our, our special environment, coast and inland, the valleys, everything speaks the poetic language. So it does draw more of us in other places, I would think.
3: Yeah,
1: it, it, there definitely seems to be a strong artistic thread in Mendocino County in, in literary and also visual arts and all sorts of ways. Musical, of course. Yeah. There's there's something special here.
0: What do you think about the poetry scene here in the county? You say something special. What are some of the things that come to mind when you think of the poetry scene here in Mendocino County?
1: Well, for me, again, this Michael, there are so many people that are so strong. You you mentioned that book of women poets, and and I will say I think particularly Mendocino County is very and has been very strong with female poets. Um, and there is To me, there is a sensibility here and maybe it is kind of the rural area, you know, with more space, a little bit more nature based, I think, because of that, um, that feels like there's a wisdom tradition to a lot of the writing that I hear around here and um, in a pretty big variety of styles, um, but but kind of a depth of 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 character or a vision in a lot of the writings that we have around here that I really appreciate. Amen. Yeah,
0: definitely. Says amen. Say that again?
1: Kirk says amen.
2: Kirk says in amen. Michael's, com- Michael's comments.
0: Yeah, we also have the Mendocino Coast Writers Conference, and that's been a big draw for people to come up. There's a number of writing workshops and things that happen. And, and then, of course, we have started, I guess it was 2020, 2021, we started the Mendocino County Youth Poet Laureate Program. And we have had a Sydney Michelle Regalbreggy who just went out and now we have Frey Barty who's come in. And so that's really exciting too, I think this idea of connecting a, an adult Mendocino County Poet Laureate with a youth Mendocino County Poet Laureate will make for a really nice sense of the timeline, you know, the generational impact that poetry has.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a nice thing. The laureate, the laureateship for the kids is great. Yeah, Larry.
3: No, I'm just going to say the same kind of thing. I think it's kind of exciting that we have these, uh, the youth Poet laureates who, who, from what I can see, are really going to be or have been active in the community. And I can see that, uh, you know, there'd be a lot of things that could be done sort of jointly or, you know, in connection with both in the schools and in the community, you know, you know, abroad. Uh, I, I think that's, a, you know, we should think about how to do that, you know, to to include the, the um so it's not just a kind of separate thing or I don't know what do people think
0: my feeling I mean of course it's going to be up to our poet laureate I would imagine but as the committee I would really recommend those events that work together absolutely you know we just had our youth poet laureate outgoing youth poet laureate Sydney Michelle Regalbregi she has a new book out that's called questions asked in the midst of midnight that was part of her culmination of her youth laureateship and she did a reading at the third Thursday poetry and jazz and it was wonderful it was it was packed all the adults in the room were just gobsmacked like what yeah. some youth came out as well and it was really nice to create that ladder between the generations and i think it's so easy for us to think the youth are you know it's a difficult time i know michael you teach so you have a different perspective but i think the gap can feel real wide because of phones and style and all the ways that it seems like how do we reach our youth? But then you you recognize when they speak their poetry or share their poetry, they're a lot more present and understanding of what's going on than we give them credit for. So I think in that sense, it's going to be nice. I think to have the mentorship between the youth laureate or the poet laureate with the youth laureate.
1: Yeah, the kids and their writing uh, is pretty amazing. I teach at Ukiah High School. I have a uh, creative writing class that I've been teaching. I think. 11 plus years and with Blake you and I have been involved in in readings with students and poetry slams with students and you know it really one thing that I think you and I have talked about over the years is if you really want to know what's happening with the youth go to a poetry slam because you're going to be getting truth and that's one thing that um, I've I've noticed about adults in the audience listening to youth poets is that the, those, those younger people have a raw edge and honesty that sometimes for all of our art and sophistication, we adults can, you know, sometimes sort of speak around our truths in sort of clever ways sometimes, and the kids, they just go for it. And uh, so I think we sometimes adults have... Certainly, plenty to learn from from our younger uh, poets among us as well.
0: One of my favorite things is coming into your classroom in you, at Ukiah High School. Do you have a creative writing elective? So it's yeah. self chosen writers in high school, and it's just like a dream. It's so fun to see what they want to write about. The variety of expression is really interesting.
1: Yeah, we do. We do all right. It's, yeah, it's fun. It's you fun do. for sure.
0: I just want to take a quick moment to remind you that you're listening to Be More Now. I'm your host, Blake Moore, and I'm speaking with Michael Rydell, Kirk Lumpkin, and Larry Felson, And we're talking about the Mendocino Poet Laureate Program. So we also have Dan Roberts and Rhythm Running River right here on Wax. And he's got a show that happens Um, How does this fit into the scene and the poem? Because he's constantly highlighting poets in Mendocino County. Does anyone want to talk about where that comes from and how that's connected? Well,
2: at least part of the connection is one of the major sources of his poetry um, recordings for his show has been this uh, yearly festival in the town of Mendocino, which um, we are uh, trying to keep alive. I I have... On the other, another view of what, what, um, what he has done is, I've never heard a show like he does anywhere else. Yeah. you know, basically yeah. world music and local poetry.
0: It's, <laughs> uh,
2: uh, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, wonderful, um, you know, layered cake. Um, that yeah, it's it's a one of a kind, and uh, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. It's always such a wonderful surprise too, to just be driving at that time on a Sunday afternoon and suddenly we all hear a friend's voice on the radio reciting a poem and I just love it. We definitely have a strong literary bent here and a lot of people that support that. I mean, I would say Dan Roberts has been recording readings, not just the Hill House reading, but other readings all across the county for decades
3: i mean i think the show is really is unique i mean have, you know as far as people know kpfa and other show places that have poetry shows but you know the way in which he's the not only the variety but the you know different ages uh you, you know it goes back and forth in history to people that are current i mean it's just amazing what he's what he's done i mean it is uh and also of course you can go there you know you, you don't have to do it right on that sunday you can go to the to the station. You, you know, the next day okay. or whatever, you know, anytime. And um, so I think it's something to, it's something to cherish really. Uh, and, uh, you know, we should work. I mean, the poet laureates, you know, obviously can work with him, or, you know, at least uh, have a connection, you know, in that outlet.
1: I, I would say, uh, Dan Roberts is one of our treasures. Uh-huh. And, and for for me, Um, I've now been in Mendocino for 24 years here in inland Mendocino. And his show has been everything to me. Because, you know, one thing that I've, you know, I think uh, Wallace Stevens called poetry is like the scholar's art, which, you know, however that sounds, there's some truth to it in that, you know, you have to read a lot before you can really start to be writing something that matters, you know, and the other thing that I would say is that 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 all of us here, you know, we go to poetry readings and we read out loud. And I have also, and I'm sure Kirk especially, I know, studies like performance and how people read. And, you know, I've been to now just a bazillion readings. And I also, though, have listened to Dan's show and I can hear poems where i was there in the audience and sometimes you know like the laughter that will come at some witty line i'll be there in the laughter you know and i'm hearing it again and i'm i'm listening i'm listening to how people read you know and and i think improving because of Dan's show i mm-hmm. think that he has helped me develop as as an artist I guess is really what I need to say. And so for me, that show has been everything. And we have such a sort of a broad county, like you were saying, you know, from way down on the Southern coast up to North of Willits. And it's, that's a long drive. And his show brings us all together for a couple hours, every other Sunday. And, uh, man, that has meant the world to me.
0: Well said. How does somebody nominate? What's that mean? We're looking for nominations. What do we want from the community, the poets? What are we looking for? Names. We have a website, correct? Right. People can go to. That would be laureate.mymcn.org And there's a way for people to nominate. There's a form there. So you can nominate yourself and you can also nominate somebody else. Can anybody be nominated? Yes. Do we have an age range? Yes.
2: Um, They just have to live in Mendocino County, both the the one that is doing the nominating and the one they nominate.
0: And so then all the nominees will be asked to apply, and that means it's up to them whether they want to apply or not. Is that how it's going to work?
2: I'd say that's correct.
0: Nomination is not enough, right? We have an application where the poets will send in poetry samples as well as their ideas of what they would like to do in service to the county as the poet laureate right is there anything you would like to add to that
3: <laughs> well i also think you know i mean it's also good the, the interview you know and the question of like uh because there's there's the formalities involved but then there's also a question of whether the poet is going to be someone that's going to be you know can can handle sort of being out in the community and and uh you know there's a lot of different aspects to being it seems to me to being the poet laureate so it's not only being a good writer or a good poet right. it's a part of it but it's also being someone who is you know, socially minded and uh, has a sense of how to do that, you know, who's, who's not going to be afraid of, you know, going into different classrooms or talking to adults, I mean, uh, to different groups and, and such. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think so. So that's seems to be a big part
1: of this Port Laureate.
0: Anybody else?
1: It's again. It's an, it is an odd position, you know. Certainly, <laughs> and, and anybody asking, so what the heck is a poet laureate? You know, I'm I'm with you. It's 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 a reasonable question, and but I do think, yeah, that there is some some degree to which that person is taking up the mantle of uh, of representing an entire county, a diverse county, a unique county, a special county and uh so yeah i I would hope that they can uh enjoy that and uh you know kind of revel in it a little bit it's it's going to be a challenge for sure and but i think a fun challenge
0: well it's interesting this this summer i went to a poetry conference in southern california And Lee Herrick, who's the current Poet Laureate of California, attended. He did a keynote speech. But he not only did that, he stayed and he participated. And he did teach a Hmm. workshop, but then he went to other people's workshops. And he really made himself available. We have a a big reading that happens on, on the Saturday night. And he read with us. He stayed the whole time. And I was really touched because He was very much in support. When there's an opportunity to lend yourself to it, I imagine there'll be some sort of maybe connection with the Mendocino Writers Conference and then also getting Poet Laureates of the county together as kind of the umbrella Poet Laureate. One thing that Lee Herrick is doing is there's a project called My California, and Lee has a poem that's called My California. They set up a website through the California Arts Council, and he's asking for people to write poems about California and submit them to the website. And then they're supposed to be published at the end of this month in February. And I've done some teaching around that and developed a lesson plan because I was so impressed with him that I wanted to share. What he was doing is his Poet Laureate project. is like, Michael, you said you did a book. And my friend, Albert Flynn de Silver he did a poetry chair when he was Poet Laureate of Marin County. He made this crazy chair out of books and they would take it from one place to another. And I think now it's the, at the Marin Poetry Center. But that was his legacy for the county. You can find your way of expressing yourself. It's not always the same.
2: Yeah, my, my, my hope for the Poet Laureate as I think I sort of said earlier, but I'll try and say it again, just maybe differently, is that we really hope that the Poet Laureate will find, um, in being the Poet Laureate, um, a, a new um, part of uh, their creative life and that they will, you know, it will inspire them um, not just in writing, but on connecting with community and different people and you know that it'll be one of those um you know um not a vicious circle but a beautiful good energy evolving um you know connection yeah energy that's that was one of the words that it'll be synergistic
0: right so i was thinking that we could segue and just since we have you know four poets here perhaps you know, again, everybody, mendocino poet laureate dot Nominate, nominate yourself. Don't don't worry about nominating yourself. That's okay. And uh, let's see who our mendocino county poet laureate is gonna be. It's gonna be fun. Do we have a deadline?
2: Um deadline for nominations is the end of this month, February.
0: February is <laughs> a very short month, everybody. Be even though it's a leap year, it's still quite short. Right. So get your nominations ready.
2: Uh, nominations are open by the time you hear this, and they will close on the 29th of February. So yeah, get your nominations in.
0: And one thing to note, it's a Google Doc is the form, but you don't have to log into Google to fill out the form. You can just right. fill the form out. If you log in, it allows you to save it if you're taking your time or whatever. I think that's important to note because not everybody's able or wants to sign into Google. Hmm anything else about the mendocino poet laurie anything else we need to know
2: so michael you should maybe run down the the calendar which i'm not sure i can pull out of my mind at the moment Uh...
1: well i believe that it's going to be something like february essentially is the month for the nominations and then once we get those uh march will be when we will be contacting all those people and um, essentially asking them to uh, gather up their sort of materials and poems and kind of send us their application. And then uh, where does that lead us to? April is when we'll do um, interviews with those folks, probably, unfortunately, again, because of our county over Zoom, but who knows, maybe we'll get wild and actually meet in person and then in may is when we really want to be uh figuring out who the heck is our new poet laureate and um, introducing them bringing them to the board of supervisors and going from there and becoming official and then uh, the the reading at Mendocino that has been mentioned here that has been previously been at the hill house and that dan roberts has recorded so many um of our poems from that he plays on his show, we're working on when to have that. And that'll probably be the end of May or early June. And that really, for me, the idea was, let's have that be the sort of the timer that that's when we'll be, you know, really able to, you know, bring out, here is our new Poet Laureate of Mendocino County to the the poetry community. And that'll be a two year stint. And so then, you know, two years from this June, we'll be doing this again with our next Poet Laureate already, you know, (laughs) so that's, uh, that's kind of the idea on that.
0: I also just want to make a mention of Gordon Black, since he's been so instrumental in coordinating the Hill House readings that have happened for the last couple of decades, and so we're taking over some of that role that he has played.
1: He he also you'd have to say he has been enormous, you know. He's been huge, he, yes. Yeah. For again, really? for me, is uh, he has created a place where everybody has been coming together. And, you know, how many people, how many friends have I met because of Gordon, but it's, it's an amazing thing. You know, this community is a beautiful thing.
3: And he's still chiming in on it. He's still very much concerned with what's happening and, uh, you know, what's going to happen next time. And he's, uh, you know, I know he's, uh, I don't know. Is he still, uh, as he moved back to his uh, nursing home?
0: He just turned 88. I called him on his 88th birthday. He was in the hospital. I read him some poetry. We had such a great conversation. Of course, Gordon, just full of life and very excited. And I don't know where he is now. He was at the hospital when I reached
3: out. No, we, we visited him at the, Joe Smith and I and Mike Edwards visited him at his nursing home. And I don't know if he's, you know, find out where he is. Yeah. I think Joe talked to him on the phone the other day.
0: A few folks reach out to me about possibly Mike Edwards and a few others, Devro, about doing a show of Gordon's work with a bunch of different poets reading Gordon's work, which I think is a great idea because he is yeah, giving be good. so much to this county. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many times he's ridden his motorcycle down in the summer to be part of Third Thursday Poetry and Jazz. So why don't we go around? Maybe um, I'll start with Michael. Michael, what got you into poetry and what makes you a poet?
1: Wow. that Well, that that what makes you a poet? That's a tough one. I think there's sort of a there's a lowercase P and there's an uppercase P, you know, <laughs> like anybody that writes a poem can be a lowercase P. And so I'll go with that one. And then, I don't know, the gods and destiny or something decide if you're the uppercase P and that's, (laughs) that's beyond any of us to decide on, you know, um, I, I don't know. I, there's, I, I, I guess I'll say this. The thing that I like about writing poetry, and lately I've been on a haiku kick. Actually, I should do a commercial and say that the uh, Ukiah Haiku Festival.
0: Speaking of something else.
1: Yeah, the Ukiah Haiku Festival is roaring again. And it's been a while since we've really actually had the contest. But the contest is open. You can easily find that at um, um, Dot org. And those submissions are open until the 8th, I believe, February 8th. So anyway, that got me in kind of mind of haiku. And I've been reading books of haiku lately. And and whether it's haiku or just poetry in general, the thing that I really enjoy about poetry is that it has me looking at the world in kind of a unique way. Like, like I, I suppose a hunter in the woods is kind of looking around in a different way than people just strolling maybe and when i'm when i'm thinking like a poet i'm i'm looking for special things around me and i'm looking at the world in a in a i think a better way and and that maybe is the thing that i care about perhaps the most is that it's it's you know if i end up with a poem that i like that's great if i read it to people and they like it that's even better but maybe the real thing was the process of looking at the world in a different way and trying to put it into words. And that for me is kind of where the action is.
0: You wanna share one of your poems?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'll read one that is called Last Watering. And this was, uh, my wife and I used to live in Willits. And when we moved, this is the story essentially of, of the last time that we were there. And so last watering is is the last time I watered my little garden there. And the ending of this is, is uh, kind of an interesting thing in that I, I feel like the last part of this is wiser than I normally am. And and it's it's every once in a while you get words to come out that you think I, I don't know how that happened because I'm not at all that wise but the, <laughs> the 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 poem pretends that I am or something so last watering looking up I saw Kate at the window watching me. And saw for a moment me standing there with the hose in my hand, water arcing down to the base of the rose bush in the garden we planted together, nurtured into green abundance over years that had to eventually end. This was the last time I would step along the path, trimmed with stones I put end to end. The last time I would hear above me those trees massaged by afternoon breeze. The house is sold. The new neighbors will take over from here. To them I leave my efforts at stewardship at improving the land I claimed to own as if land could give itself completely to the hand that signed a small stack of papers. If we are to find grace in this lifetime, it is in humbly tending to a piece of land like this, not for ourselves, but to pass on to others, that they might tend it in their time, that they might pass it on in turn, each of us thankful, each of us understanding with a sort of awkward patience, that in this way we too slowly grow.
0: I want to remind you that you're listening to Be More Now. I'm your host, Blake Moore. That was Michael Rydell reading a poem. And we're talking about the Mendocino County Poet Laureate nomination starting now till the end of the month. Up next is Kurt Lumpkin, followed by Larry Felsen. So, Kirk Lumpkin, would you like to share what, sure. what made you become a poet? <laughs> um... <laughs> Well,
2: I thought about this a little, not a whole lot, but I I was wondering recently, did did I pick poetry or did poetry pick me? Right. I don't really know about that, but it was it was the creative outlet I found and kept coming back to. Started well, the the first poem that I wrote was about Halloween that I have no memory of writing, but that my mother kept a copy of. I remember that I started writing like in junior high and high school. Um, And yeah, never really quit though. You know, there were, you know, we all have times when we don't feel that inspired, but um, I always came back to some feeling of, be having poetic inspiration and yeah it's been been, uh it's been part of the path of my life and it's uh been a companion I would not want to have done without
0: sounds good you want to want to share a poem
2: Sure, I was like going earlier, what What am I going to share? <laughs> and I couldn't think of any reason like to do anything in particular, but I uh, was actually listening to before uh, we we got together here um, to KZYX. And um, there was an NPR thing where they were interviewing this guy who's now a comedian, but he had a very complex life, which included having deaf parents him having problems that led him to alcoholics anonymous um and he started to get also deeper into his jewish heritage um but the the thing that really struck me and why i picked this poem is that he said um the 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 jewish high holy days that um he got into a thing, at least I don't know for how long, where he looked at the beginning of the high holy days for him was going to Burning Man. (laughs) That's great. So this this is an old poem when I was going to Burning Man. But um, anyway, it's called After Burn It Isn't Over. The man may have gloriously burned in his ecstatic stationary dance, become a pillar of fire, shooting stars from his exploding heart, been a flaming sacrifice on the altar of the desert, lit up like a hero with a wildfire mind that could take down Babylon, been a totally willing participant in the transformation of conflagration, become the incarnation of light and energy, and then fallen to the earth, charred and burned. But remember, it's not over until the fat lady drags her desiccated carcass from the dusty dirt dance floor she's been stomped into and follows the setting sun into the night and climbs the spiral staircase of the stars. A little uh, thing <laughs> from uh, the time
0: to that of Burning Man. Yeah, thank you. And now, Larry, your turn. What makes you a poet?
3: Uh, <laughs> makes me a poet. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, you know. It's what makes me is is like having to deal with the real world. And how, how do you deal with your internal dynamics going on and how does it to confront what's going on, both both the you know, the terrible things and also the sweet things? I mean, I don't know. I go I came up as a poet early on, you know, I don't know, when I was a kid, I I had some teacher, you know, I'm talking about, you know, elementary school and whatnot whatnot, where where it was like anything goes, you know, you can do anything, you know, in language, you know, that kind of thing you know where I came up that way more like you know and I you know earlier on I discovered people like Rambo and you know um you know the the outsider you know the contrary and the you know the rebel so that that was part of it and also you know I've been somebody that's been extremely politically active but I'm still politically active I don't know how anybody can't be right now but um you know in terms of what you know what's going on not only in Gaza but what's going on in this country as we know with the rise of fascism and stuff so I don't know. I'm fueled by, uh, you know, I poetry at the same time as, you know, I don't, it's got it's in some way contradicting being involved politically, because uh, there's, you know, there's the there's, the, there's the, you know there's the rationality and then there's the kind of irrationality and the and the at least for you know half the time or unexpected stuff that comes up as a writer and and uh, so I don't know. I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a a fusion. <laughs> this stuff and uh um I, and as far as the, the the issue of whether poetry picked me or i picked it definitely picked me you know uh i mean you know i'm kind of like uh i mean i don't know how you all and this idea of your you're only it's it, i mean you know you're only a poet uh when you're if you're writing a poem once it's you know isn't, isn't there a i mean a thing you know where where you god you're only as good as your last column. that's it i mean you know you can't there's no laurels to stand on there's no i mean i don't know i just went through my book here and half of it is not trash but it's you know know. anyhow don't you know that's something don't do that too much don't go back to your you know you can't can't do that too much Anyway, all right, that's enough there. I don't know if that means uh, what you wanted, but, you know.
0: That was perfect. I think that I I really do relate to the idea that you become a poet as a way to deal with the world. I always say that poetry allows me to metabolize my experiences. And sometimes when you feel, it can be overwhelming. So finding a way to pinpoint those ideas and put them on paper, they reflect back at you. And somehow it makes them seem less overwhelming. Do you want to show a poem, Larry?
3: Yeah, sure. I'll have to say, you know, of course, at the same time then I met some real poet, quote, quote, real poets, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, you know, it makes a difference in terms of who you come in contact with and what poetry is and whatnot, you know, who, uh, you know, I got slapped upside the head, poetically speaking, you know, and you, uh, as far as, you know, uh, you know, throwing. anyway. All right, enough. I'll read this poem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
3: such as it is, it's ode to the rat who escaped. i ask forgiveness of the birds and trees i violate daily because they're so high up and i'm so low you enter this dimension when your shadow resists the moonlight breathing radiating can you celebrate and mourn at the same time i'm not sure poetry or love such as it is what has been lost or what is out of reach this breakdown resulted of my inability to kill a mangled, bloodied rat, escaped from a trap, stunned and suffering on the storeroom floor, closed the door, went out and stared at the stars, could think of nothing but whom I love, how love binds us, how murdering this rat would kill all the love I have left. So you can take all your sunsets and sexual bliss and remove me from the battle for survival. I'm not in the market, could not sleep all night, thought he would bleed to death, but in the morning he was gone.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Larry. Well, thank you everybody. It's such a pleasure to have you here on Be More Now. I've really enjoyed this conversation and Larry Felsen, Kirk Lumpkin, Michael Rydell, and also part of the committee, but missing is Debra Baker. And um, everybody, Mendocino Poet Laureate, nominate the poets in your life. Nominate yourself. And you have till the end of February to do that. Anything else anybody wants to add?
1: No, you did. You did well, Blake. And in truth, I, you know, we were talking about, you know, Gordon. We were talking about Dan Roberts. You know, you're one of those too. You're You do a lot around here. And so I appreciate that. And definitely... Sad to not have Deborah with us here, but she is certainly an important part of what we're up to. And I, I have to say that Joe Smith
3: is definitely an, an, an advisor. <laughs> <laughs> I carry that. <laughs> so, okay, are, are we allowed to talk about readings that are happening in different places, or not?
0: I think we can announce them. Yes, you can announce your readings that are coming up. I think you got a couple. Okay,
3: well, I'm not going to say that anybody should come to this reading. But this,
0: well, I think it's okay because we don't charge. I think it's more for events yeah. that cost money.
3: No, no, where this is reading it, you know, in Fort Bragg. Yes. Uh, Kurt Lomkin and David Parch, and they're going to be reading February 11th at the, the uh, you know, uh, our, our Cobalt, Cobalt. Cobalt, Cobalt uh, gallery. gallery. I changed it from Slack Tide, Cobalt Gallery on Main Street in Fort Bragg. And the following month, it's going to be Bill Brad is going to read. Great. Uh, with uh, uh, Michael Jones, a, a younger poet. And then following that, it's going to be the next month, Blake Moore.
0: Mm -hmm. And I want to say that on the 15th of February, which is third Thursday poetry, it's going to be Joe Smith and Larry Felson reading and downtown Point Arena at Think Visual. We're all stirring the pot here. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so I'll, I'll bring in a couple of new names actually um here in ukiah we do the writer's read which has been going on for uh 20 something 23 years or something like that and it's the last thursday of the month and we hold it at grace hudson museum and so in february that'll be february 29th that's the last thursday and we have two poets from lake County, we have Jessica Lytle and Brenda Yeager. Um, Brenda I've seen several times and she's great. And Jessica, I believe I've only seen once and she also is very strong. So I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Great. Well, thank you, everybody. It's been a pleasure to have you guys here uh, in the the voice realm here on the radio.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Blake. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: We abide this ledge
3: of cosmos. The micro-macro, macro-micro of ocean roar and redwood.
0: We are a tall order under remote lens.
1: Confronted every day by the sheer beauty of ourselves. Fox cries, echoing through the wind.
2: A mountain lion darting along the perimeter. Hummingbird showering beneath garden sprayer.
3: We are the
0: whales, hawks, bears, and deer. The gathering squirrels and naked ladies of day.
2: The owls and howls of night.
0: We shoot like stars and rest like ravens. We pulse land and water through our bodies. Individually and collectively, we resonate. As we deliver
2: apples, fix the leak and raise the barn.
0: Speed to the hospital.
2: Alone and together, we mirror the whole.
3: Weeks of solitude reflected in ocean wave and cumulative understanding.
0: We are this earth, and this earth is holding us up. Even when we gnash our teeth and forget to breathe.
2: The screen inside our mind is not a goal.
0: Inhaling is a goal, exhaling its reward. One moment unfolding the way it does.
2: Seamless stitches into this spell of choices.
0: Some call it about time. I call it a circle.
3: No end, no beginning.
0: Just one continuous
1: flow. Offerings from the turquoise sea stretched out below. Inviting, diving, cavernous, and calm.
2: Churning tumult a world away.
1: This inner tending is our green
0: peace, self-care activism.
2: Revealing vast constellations and wild
1: animals inside. We are waking up. Walking along the deep steep. juking and dodging the questions.
0: As they insist, like rain, into a thirsty mouth.
1: Soon
3: we will realize we are the answers.
0: As we find new ways to watch, learn, listen,
3: share.
1: Touch our double helix.
0: And reclaim it with our lives. And that was Tolerance is Bliss, poem by Blake Moore featuring a number of members of the Pointerina Gualala community. It's also a video that was created by Lewis Scott Jones. So I want to thank you all so much for listening tonight and again spread the word about the mendocino poet laureate program and we're accepting nominations at mendocino org until the end of the month and even if you're nominated you're not forced to send in an application but we're really hoping that we get a big list of names and a lot of applications so thank you so much for listening again i had michael rydell kirk lumpkin and Larry Felsen. So thank you all so much for joining me in the show tonight. I want to make a couple of community announcements. There's a few really interesting things going on. First off, Sunday, the 11th of February, is the free entry to Hendy Woods State Park for local residents. I'm super glad they're resuming the free day. So that's from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. at Hendy Woods, and you can get more information on that at hendywoods.org. That's H-E-N-D-Y woods.org. And I also, same day, that evening, there is a, a show with singer, songwriter, and guitarist Vu Farke at the Arena Theater. And for those of you who don't know, he's the second son of the legendary Malayan guitarist Ale Farke Tore. I know I'm butchering the pronunciation, my, my apologies. French. (laughs) While staying true to his West African roots, Wu's music also incorporates influences such as American blues, rock, jazz, pop, and Latin music. And I think what sets him apart besides his technical ability is the fluidity and imagination of his playing. He shared the bill with several rock bands on his quick rise to fame, but it's his African roots that add a special zing to what he does, making him a true original. This is a 7 o'clock show, and more information can be found at arenatheater.org. That's in downtown Point Arena, arenatheater.org. So up next, we have, of course, The Treehouse with W. Dan. Always such an honor to go right before him. And uh, so definitely stay tuned for that. I think we can all use as much humor and laughter in our life as possible. Just rolling with it. And tomorrow at this time slot, 7 o'clock, is Pride Nation with Chad Swimmer. So 7 p.m. Friday. So I just want to thank you all so much for listening. And I hope everyone is taking good care of themselves we have a rainstorm that's been with us. I'm not sure how much it's raining everywhere else, but if you can hear the rain in the background here, that is just pouring down rain. So it's cozy and I hope you're cozy and feeling good and just have a beautiful, beautiful evening. Thank you so much for listening. To Be More Now, this is Blake Moore saying goodnight and I'll talk to you next month and keep listening to Wax and Z. Mendocino County Community Radio. <laughs>
1: Oh.